Welcome to the City Hill Podcast. We really hope you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. All right, cool. So we have, um, we've got a journey ahead of us, yeah? And the first thing that I want us to do is that uh, this is part conversation, part Bible study. So if you if you have a Bible on your phone, it's useful for you to just go into the scripture so you know what I'm talking about so it doesn't just seem like inconsequential. Um, so we're going to be talking about humility today, yeah? And we're going to try and understand humility in a new way. The scripture that we're going to look at is Second Chronicles 7 verse 14. So if anyone finds it, can they read it out, please? Second Chronicles 7, verse 14. And this is basically going to be the scripture that kind of lays out what we're doing and why we're doing it. Then if my people um, who are called by now... Well, you, I'm, in, I'm reading NLT, is that That's fine. Okay. Yeah, that's fine, that's fine. Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and restore their land. All right, cool. So bearing in mind, this is God talking to, to God's people. Yeah, Can you read it one more time? Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. All right. So here we have uh, God basically giving a promise. Yeah. And he kind of like says to us that like, I know that your neighborhood and your land is not in a good place and he knows that it needs to be healed in some way. So when we're talking about neighborhood, we're talking about like ourselves, our family, our friends, all that kind of stuff. I know it needs to be healed in some way, but I need your permission. And I can't just, just intervene, right? I need to do something. I need your permission. And the permission that we need, uh, he needs from us, is our humility, us being humble, right? So he said, if you humble yourselves, I will heal your land. So we're going to demonstrate that today. Here is a house. This house represents us, technically, and us represents the neighborhood. Yeah, everyone standing up here represents the neighborhood. What we're trying to do as a neighborhood is that we're trying to migrate from one country to the other, right? So right here where we're standing is known as the shadow country. Yeah, this is the shadow country. This is this is not a good place to be living, right? Over there is run by it's called the light country. And the light country, these are run by two different kings. The king who runs the shadow country is Satan, right? So he's known as the father of lies. Over there, it's run by the father of lights. The Bible calls him the father of lights. That's Jesus, right? So what we need to do is that we need to get this house here and migrate it from here. When I say migrate, I mean to like take this house and move it from here to over there, the, the light country. That makes sense, yeah? Yeah, All right, cool. So before we talk about humility, let's talk about the opposite of humility, which is pride, yeah? Um, can anyone help describe pride for us? Yeah, thinking a lot of yourself. Yeah, thinking a lot of yourself. How would you, what, give me a demonstration of what that even looks like. Um, so let's say I'm good at cooking. Mm, you are. I cook something, <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm the best. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the best cook in the world. Like, I'm proud of what I have created, so I think well of myself. Thinking well of yourself, yeah. There's some other ways in which pride can show up though. Like, 
and can anyone think of any other ways that pride can show up? So there's you thinking well of yourself, but does it come out in any other ways? She uh, she mentioned about cooking. Yeah. Imagine you cooking for a lot of people. Right. But it looks like you're just cooking for your own your own test. Right. You don't okay. care about what other people think about your cooking. You're right. just thinking it's good for me. Right. I don't care about what other people think. Yeah. Self-centeredness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No room for correction. Right, yeah, yeah. So someone tried, <laughs> I struggle with that. When so, someone tried to tell me about myself, I'm like, fam, you don't know nothing, I'll try to like brush it off. But yeah, that's definitely a demonstration of that. Um, I think, um, I'll add, it's almost always at the expense of somebody else. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, it's one thing to think I'm good at X, but it's like, I'm better than you. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's almost demeaning somebody else to elevate yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's how I add that element to it. No, so I want to I connect to that, yeah, in terms of like, if this if this house is full of pride, if anyone who lives here is full of pride, yeah, how could that potentially affect the neighbourhood? Uh, well, if, if you think you, because sometimes pride is like forced humility, yeah, where you act humble but really you don't, you don't want help, you don't want anything to intervene with you. Yeah. So let's say in the neighbourhood, this house is falling apart, the roof is smashed up, yeah, people are sleeping. But because the people inside are proud, they're not gonna allow anybody to help them fix mm -hmm. the house. Mm. And now the damp is causing the creatures to come and move into the neighborhood. Yeah, like I would, I would almost see pride as like, in terms of what it looks like in the neighborhood, is being closed off. Yeah. Even if you look like you're open, you're actually quite closed off. Um, and for me it often has the feeling of like not not feeling like you have enough even if you've got a lot right so like being like oh you know what i ain't got no money you've got beer money but it's like oh, i ain't got no money you don't feel like you've got enough in this moment or someone's like got issues like man i ain't got the time right now all these things are it's it's a it's an idea of like you not having enough scarcity rather than you feeling like you have abundance i actually want to ask another question what what to you personally don't try to get too deep with it what does pride feel like to you when you feel proud, everyone is, I'm not even here, who felt proud? Everyone here felt proud before. Like, what has that, what has that felt like? Upper hand. You feel like you have the upper hands, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. When you're walking around proud. It's got a swagger, like. Yeah. I, feel like I feel like a lone wolf. Sometimes. I feel like a lone wolf. Right, like, right. Anything mm. that comes into my vicinity, I can devour. Right, like, yeah. I own this space. Yeah, like, yeah. This is me. Like, yeah. 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 Confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so for me, it's just inflation. It's like, you know, like a balloon when it puffs up. My chest is big, and it's like there's a there's a scripture in the Bible talking about the things that God hates, and one of the things that He says is He hates is like a lofty eye. And I didn't really know what that means, but then I do all the time. It's like the, do you know what I mean? It's like you don't even need to raise your head like that, but you're you're raising it to to inflate yourself to make yourself bigger than whoever you're looking at. Um, the the one of the ways that I want to describe pride. Is, is like a weight, yeah, mm. it's heavy. So whether it's pride in terms of your feeling well of yourself, or even pride in terms of you're holding on to something. So someone's done you wrong, you're like, you shouldn't have done me wrong, you shouldn't have done me wrong. It ends up being this thing that you're holding to, right? Um, that's also a type of pride, and it's heavy. It's something that is very, very heavy, and you have to carry it with you. So the issue with this house being here is that it's too heavy because it's got too much pride here. Yeah, so it has to stay here in the dark country. It can't, it can't, in the shadow country, it can't go in the light country anymore. 
So in order for it to get a little bit lighter, for it to like float to the light country, we need to get rid of some things, right? Um, Tomasio, I need you to look inside here, yeah, and there's three objects. Can you get the three objects and place it on the table? No, 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 turn that one around. That's a spoiler. That's a spoiler. <laughs> All right, cool. There's three. There's three. So, anyway, you have three objects, right? And these three objects are actually filled with a garbage big band, a garbage uh, bag that we will represent as like pride, right? Um, and these are three things. So, my my material goods, my relationships, and what's the last one? My future. My future, right? These are things that we can consider furniture of our house, but it's also parts of us, right? Um, if you needed to let go of one of these things, which would be the hardest for you? Relationships. Relationships. Relationships, yeah. Relationships, yeah. Mm. Ooh, very good. Does anyone have any, one, any other one? So my relationships, my future, and material goods. Does anyone have any other ones? Future. future. Alright, so raise your hands for um, relationships. Raise your hands for future. Okay, so relation. Okay, that's good. Thank you. Um, so that means that relationships is the stronger one. So why? Why is that one of the harder ones? It's a part of who you are, mm -hmm. yeah. so you definitely need people around you. Because mm -hmm. you, you might have the material stuff, you might have a future, but if you are alone in this life, you struggle. Yeah. 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 So like um, humans are, are um, communal beings. Like we can't live in isolation. Yeah. Um, you might you may have unhealthy relationships, but relationships is something that. Like, I, I personally feel like the most valuable thing that we can have as humans are relationships. Yeah. Right. Everything that we are is based off of experiences and relationships that even teachers have impacted us, friends, like everyone we've had contact yeah. with has impacted us somehow. Yeah. And all of those experiences are by virtue of relationships. Right, yeah. So I feel like that's the most valuable thing that we can have as humans. Okay, yeah. alright. So it's almost like that's actually one of the things that I often struggle with the most, especially when it comes to like even speaking to God the first fear is like yo but he's gonna get you to like people ain't gonna like you no more people ain't gonna da, 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 da. I'm thinking about how people are gonna respond once I start taking my relationship with God more seriously um, so that ends up being a source of pride for me I don't I didn't consider it pride but all of these things are things that can easily be filled up with pride could you do me a favor could you grab that uh, uh, which one again the middle one so the middle relationship one yeah the small one yeah Thank you. So what we're going to do is we are going to um, take the pride out of this, right? See, yeah, this goes. Hey. <laughs> you hear me? Hey, yeah, cool. There you go. Um, so this is clear now. Could you put this in the, inside the house? Thank you. Um, so what we're going to do now is that this is now a little bit lighter for us to move forward. Yeah. So. 
Jamila, could you carry this up to where uh, Leo is? Like, um, on there, but like, near about where Leo is. Alright, cool. So, um, one of the things that I didn't say about the king of the shadow country, yeah, is that he's known as the father of lies. And he actually isn't from here. He's actually from over there. Right? So, he actually knows what heaven feels like. And um, he, by his own merit or his, his own doing, um, done something that was a bit too weighty that sunk him from this area, this country, to this country over here. He don't like you, so he tries to give you the same stuff to keep you over there with him. He wants company. So the thing that we're going to look at is to see how Satan talks, right? And we're going to find that in Isaiah 9, I think. Hold on. Let me look at my map. Um, Isaiah 14, verse 12 to 15. Isaiah 14. Yeah, Isaiah 14 to 15. Mm. How you are fallen from heaven, O day star, son of dawn. How you are cut down. Wait, stop there for a second. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So you see in this translation where it says, um, how have you fallen, O day star, yeah? Like in some translations, it will translate as Lucifer, which means Satan, right? Um, so when, when it's talking about this falling of a person, it's talking about, it's talking about actually a king, but it's actually referencing Satan as well. So. That's good. Yeah, read it again. How you are fallen from heaven, O day star, son of God. How you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God. I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mountains of assembly in the far reaches of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. But you are brought down to Sheol, to the far reaches of the pit. You know what's mad? I speak like that all the time. So like, the way how Lucifer is talking, he's saying like, I'm gonna ascend, I'm gonna go to the top, I'm gonna be the best that I could be, da, da, da. he's about ascension, yeah? But, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with ascension, but he was saying it like, despite God, I don't care what God has to say, I'm gonna get to this level, right? And it was that attitude that didn't get him to rise up, but it got him to sink. So that's why he's back here, right? So, when you look at, um, the aftermath of that, what happens afterwards is that he then takes a very, um, he takes that same thing that allowed him to fall and he, and he kind of allows us to believe that same lie, right? And it's a very simple lie, it's not even a complicated, over lie, over complicated lie. The simple lie that he said in, um, you don't have to look at it, but I'll just give you the scripture for reference, is, um, it's Genesis 3 verse 1 to 5, yeah? This is him tempting Ad Adam and Eve. And he says to um, Adam and Eve, like, did God say that you shouldn't eat from any of these trees? And then Eve was like, well, no, you can eat, you can eat from, like, this tree and that tree, but then this one you can't, whatever. And then um, what Satan said is that, like, that's not true. If you eat from this tree, then you're actually going to be wise and you're going to understand good and evil 
Essentially, God is holding you back. Mm. Yeah, very simple lie. God is holding you back, and that's something that he's tell he tells me all the time. He may not say it word for word, but you'll be like, like you don't have to do this. There's another way of going about it. It's such a powerful lie that he even tried it on Jesus. Right. So this isn't. It's so powerful that he fell for it, and that's why he's back there. Right. So. There is something very powerful about that lie, but essentially it's a lie. And it's something that I personally struggle with, right? Is God for me, or does he, is there something better? Like, is there something that he has for my, for my future, for my personality, that's better for me than what I currently have? Or is this it? Should I pursue this thing that I currently have on me, right? All right, cool. So out of the two, out of my material goods and my future, which of the two will be hardest to draw? Future. 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 Okay, well, that, that was a grand one. How come? <laughs> How come? That's your hopes and dreams. Because mm. in the future you could rebuild material goods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what you work for. You could always work towards exactly, it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Like a lot of this is probably my one. Well, yeah, my ranking is relationships and future because I put a lot into my future. I put a lot into thinking about like what I'm gonna do next and all that kind of stuff. So when you're hearing that God is God's trying to write your future, like I'm trying to write my own future. Like I want your involvement, but I don't want the whole like thing to be rewritten. Um, so this ends up being a point of pride, right? This ends up being your identity, everything that you're doing. If you're hitting, I don't know, like the gym all the time, or you're reading all the books, or you're studying or whatever, this ends up being like a uh, a thing that makes you go like, no, this is what I need to hold on to. But the problem is, we're trying to get to the light country and that's too heavy, right? It's too heavy to hold. So, what we're going to do is that we're going to remove it again. Get someone else to take it out. I'll see it. I'll see it. <laughs> right, so I'm going to put it in the father of last job. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, cool. So, we're removing it of a. Removing up, removing this of its, of its pride, and we're giving it back to the father of lies. You don't need that. All right, let's move on. Um, do you want to carry? Do you want to carry this house from here up to? You see where the orange? Actually, no, no, no. Actually, right where the fire is. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, actually, can someone bring the um, the containers? further and further away from the shadow country we're getting closer to the light country and we're getting introduced to a different type of king right now I want you to think about how the king of this country spoke I'm gonna rise I'm gonna ascend I'm gonna be better all that kind of stuff right now I want you to hear how the the king of this country describes himself and that's gonna be in Matthew 11 from 28 to 30 
Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How does, um, so that's Jesus speaking, right? How does Jesus describe himself? It's in the scripture. Gentle. Describes himself as gentle, right? And lowly, like to the ground, right? Actually, you know what's interesting about the word humble? You know, um, so there's a word called etymology. And etymology means like the original meaning of something. The original meaning of humble um, comes from uh, the term humus, which means dirt, right? So to be humble means to like, to be, that's why you say like, oh, they're on a level or they're like, they're on the ground or whatever. It means that they're humble, they're to the ground. Um, so Jesus is describing himself as that person, right? I'm leveled, I'm to the ground. But he also describes himself as gentle, right? That's a very different talk from how this king was talking, this one over here was talking. Like he's definitely about ascension and being more like heavy and being the best or whatever. And then Jesus speaks about being gentle. It's almost like the opposite, right? But then what he then says, he's like, he then, because he's so gentle, he then invites people to be like, no, come to me, because I can take your heavy burdens, right? Because I myself have none. Like, I'm, 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 my yoke is equal, like, my burden is light. Everything I deal with is easy, right? Um, so then what that ends up meaning is this. Our humility is really a copy Right? If we're going to have any humility that's genuine, we're really copying it off what we first saw Jesus do. We can't really be humble. We could do like fake humble stuff, but it's very hard for us to truly be humble unless we expose ourselves to the light. Right? If we expose ourselves to the, the actual humble one. Right? Um, what I want us to do is that I want us to kind of like dig deeper into what I'm saying using the scripture in Hebrews, Hebrews 11 from verse 1 to 3. Hebrews 11, verse 1 to 3, and if anyone found it, then can you read it? Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By Ooh, faith... Wait, 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 can you do me a favour? Can you read 11, verse 11? By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive even when she was past the age. Yes, I can't find it. Is it the right one? No, it's not. So wait, so I'm going to try and find the right scripture. It's in, I think it's in chapter 11 though. Um, what does it say? It's about the cloud of witnesses. Go and read it. Go and read it. Sure, but That's not the one, that's not the one. We're going to find it, people. We're going to find it. Alright, so the actual scripture here, just to like uh, move it on. The actual scripture, the word is cloud of witnesses. So Hebrews that's what, 12, verse 1. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Mm. Alright, read it. Oh, it's 12 and not 11. Alright, yeah, so read, for, read from 1 mm. to 3. 
Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Look into Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So, the, all right, cool. So, there's loads in that verse, right? But what it's basically saying is like, the first of all, it says, seeing that we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, which basically says like, this house or you are surrounded by like, co-workers, family members, friends, all that kind of stuff, like we're, we're a unit, right? We all kind of admitted that the hardest thing to give up is our relationships because we're so interconnected. Because we're so interconnected, because we have so much people around us, then what the Bible then asks us to do is to lay aside every single weight that easily throws us aside, yeah? Put all those weights aside, which we've done two times already. But then the next part of that verse says, we lay all these weights aside, but we do it looking to Jesus, right? So even though the race is super, super hard, even though getting here is super, super hard, the focus isn't on, oh, look how humble I am. I'm trying to get to heaven because I'm being humble. You're looking at Jesus, who is the person who, wait, read that. Oh, I did. No, but yeah, so what did it say? Look into Jesus. The founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne. Right, so it says like, so we look to Jesus because he's the example. Like, him knowing that like he would he had to go on a cross, he had to die for our sins, all that kind of stuff. He had to basically suffer immensely, yeah. He had something ahead of him that was actually way better than that. So he said because of the joy that was set before him, he then he then done what he needed to do, right? So this is in conflict with what Satan says, right? Satan says that like, yo, there's another way of going about it, like God's trying to hold you back. And actually what this is saying is that God's trying to show you something way more. Like there's um there's there's a there's a um there's a quote by C.S. Lewis yeah he's the guy who wrote Lion Witch in the Wardrobe and he says something along the lines of like our problem is not our problem as Christians is not that our appetite is too small it's because it's too big so it's like it's not because like our appetite's so small that we can't enjoy the world and all the things the world has to offer it's because our appetite is so big the world can't really satisfy what we're looking for do you know what I mean and Jesus kind of depicts that he was like of all the things that i could have been offered there was something i can't necessarily see but it was way more interesting and i gave everything for that so he ends up being our role model yeah um cool so lastly we got these ones uh it seems like everyone everyone ain't got material problems then we don't have nothing but why, so just say for example, but equally, how many times Jesus said to someone, you know, sell everything you have and follow me, yeah? Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, we're broke, but not that broke. So um, why, why, would that, why would that be a, a source of pride for us? I think when you work hard to get what you have, then giving it away is almost like you're giving up all of the time and energy and effort you put into getting it in the first right. place. Yeah. You feel like you deserve it. Yes. And I think that's the thing. I think that's the thing I've realised with pride in general. With pride, it feels like righteousness. Mm. It feels like it's right. I should get my revenge because that's right. Do you know what I mean? Or I should be at the top because that's the right thing to do. Um, but then you realise that's your version of it, right? That's your version of righteousness. And, and what we're doing is replacing ours with, with God. Um, 
Alright, cool. So I want you to do one thing. If you bring that box, I'm going to show you how to open it. Actually, I'm going to open it because it's going to get techy. Actually, yeah, remove the remove the um, the red sellotape and then slide it over. Could I? I feel like with with material stuff as well. Sometimes for me, anyways, like my self worth can be tied with the material stuff that I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm driving a car. It's raining. I see people walking in the rain. I'm like, I got I got a car. And yeah, I'm good. Yeah. So I feel good in that situation. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's a practical example. But like. Like my self-worth can be tied to the material things that I have 100%. in different situations, 100%. Um, and that can make it harder to then be like, ah, oh, the car's not working. I gotta get the oyster Ooh, card now. Yeah. It's just man, I'm gonna be looking at me like that now, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that it gets, it gets a bit techy there. Yeah. Um, yeah. What you're saying is a perfect point, yeah. <coughs> because one of one of the bigger issues is this: we're all surrounded by the neighbourhood, and we need to expose the neighbourhood to the father of lights, right? The issue with it is this. Right? So when it comes to your material life, you can't see nothing. Because all of your pride's in it. So it's hard for the light to shine through it. Mm. Right? But then what ends up happening, take, take it out now. You can throw it away, it's fine. You can drop it. Yeah? So what ends up happening? I put, put that, put it back on. So what ends up happening is that now this, like every other thing, you can now see the light through it, right? And it's equally the same thing as I shine a light on all of these different things: my material goods, my future. It shines lights differently, but you can still see the light through it, right? And this is kind of this kind of speaks to. Um, this kind of speaks to uh, the fear, right, that comes with taking away your pride because you're like, yo, what's my identity now? Like you said, a lot of my identity is in this. When you take this away, like, what am I? Who am I? Like, I ain't got no purpose. No one rates man no more. Like, I'm broke. Like, but what I've realized is that God actually doesn't really kill anything. He resurrects it afterwards. But he resurrects it in, in, the, in the way that it should be seen. The same way how he died and resurrected he does that with all of us, all the aspects of us. We die, but then the parts that are supposed to come back, come back. And not only are they long-lasting, but the light shines through it as well. Yeah? Does anyone know where the relationships were? Or is it now? Yeah. Alright, cool. So what we're going to do now is that we're going to do our final part to the light country. Let's go! <laughs> So congratulations everyone. Uh, now you ain't migrated, you don't need to come. Come, <laughs> come higher man, you need to come to the light country. So now we're in the light country, which is dope because we're Woo-hoo! actually in the light. Well, well done everyone, congratulations. It was tough but we made it. Um, so now that we're in the light country, um, things become super clear. And also as well, we realize that everything that we thought we was back then wasn't even real, right? The king over there is the father of lies. So everything that we felt, all the puff, all the like, the image that we had of ourselves, the justice that we thought we needed to pursue, all that stuff was actually lies and it was weights to keep us there, right? But then once we drop these things bit by bit, not because of anything we've done, we just spent, we exposed ourselves more and more to the light. We were more and more attracted to the light. We're now able to not only be in a better place, because we're in a better place now, in, in different, but we're in a better place. 
and, and also as well, these things that we consider our identities, they could go back in the house, but then also as well, like, they're, they're empty, they're storage, right? Like, it's open for God to do whatever he wants to with it, but also as well, the light can shine through this. What's also interesting is that when you look at, um, when you look at uh, Jesus, what I, what I would imagine happening when we actually get to see Jesus face to face, is that we'll realize that, like, oh, like, you're like me. In a sense where, like, and not, in a, not in a rude way, it's like, you really were like me. You're a human just like me. You, you, you've done all, you've done, you went through everything that I went through, right? But you, you won, basically, and I'm trying to be like you. Um, but the, the, the beautiful thing about, about Jesus, Jesus uh, going through this journey is that he isn't, a, he isn't a God that was, like, completely, like, separate from us and doesn't really rate us like, yo, you lot need to come higher. He actually came to the shadow country. Right? He came there to meet us, and actually we didn't know he was leading us here all this time. And what we realize is that he shows us his versions of these boxes, right? He had to sacrifice his relationships. All of his disciples left him on the last couple of minutes of him dying, right? Like his family didn't really rate him that much, right? But he made sure that like he dedicated himself to God. Same thing with his material goods. Like, if you're God, right, and you want to make yourself a human, don't go to the ghetto. He literally went to, like, Nazareth, which is, like, the most ghetto place to go at the time. I don't know what it's like now. Um, and the same thing is future on Earth. He died at 33, right? So his prospect of having a long, a long natural life on Earth was something that he put aside in order to have for a longer sense. We're still being ruled by this king till this day, compared to if he was to do what he was doing and he was to rule for a couple of years. So we actually realize that this isn't something that is like we have to do. We actually get to share the journey that he also has. And we also get to be like, oh, like, you too. Like, and because of that, he gives a promise. I can't find the scripture now, but go through the Googles. Is that um, in the scriptures, that, that if we suffer with him, we'll reign with him. Which basically means that like going from this journey to here is the, is the hardest journey of my life anyway. I don't know about you. It's the hardest journey ever. But he said, like, if you go for it, you'll be able to like reign with me. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the promise. I think the main thing, going back to the, the main uh, the scripture, which is like, if you humble yourselves, I'll heal the land. We all successfully, or well, some people are like, not fully in the black country yet, but it's cool, it's cool. Um, like, we all successfully were able to go from shadows to light. The only way we were only able to do that, though, is to expose ourselves more and more to the light. And because of that, we were able to take away any of the things that we thought was important and be able to let God's light shine through. Um, so I hope you lot, in, I hope you lot, like, hope you can take this. I hope that all of these words and these thoughts are something that we can like think about and it grow on us, and um, we just expose ourselves more and more to the light. Um, I'm gonna pray and then that'll be it. Yeah. God, thank you so much for this word, um, this message. Um, I pray that you really help us to just find ways to expose ourselves more and more to you, expose yourself more and more to us, so that we will be able to know, Lord, that. What are the things that we need to work on and remove and, and, and improve? And God, I pray that you help do that work in us as well. Um, thank you so much. And I pray that um, you give us a, a great week and, and a week of learning, a week of uh, intimacy and relationships and, and, and goodness. Um, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Cool, man. That's it. We really hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. We are